I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head. A safe place to hide a hurting heart. A gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. Thank you for dropping in here on my podcast. I really like having your ear here. (laughs) I'm sitting here in my big, comfortable black leather puppet chair, and I'm seriously considering telling you my favorite joke. I told this joke to you before, and it was 2011 when I told you, but you you may have forgotten the punchline by now. My lady wonder wench calls it the deadly moose hunter joke, and she says she hates it, but she always likes it when I get her to do the punchline. Maybe that's because she knows when she tells the punchline, the joke is over. (laughs) I like my moose hunter story so much that I especially like to tell it when I notice somebody I like is feeling a little fizzled. You know, a little fizzle sneaks into every life. Usually a fizzle is the result of some kind of little stuff. You know, somebody sends you a get well card and you get a paper cut from opening it. That's a fizzle. Or you wake up in the morning and you stretch and you notice it's Monday. That's an even bigger fizzle. One way to fix a fizzle is to grab a giggle, and that's where my moose hunter story comes in. Some fizzles have drizzled into my life lately. I think I told you that I have a neuropathy in my feet. Usually it's not a big deal. Last couple of nights, they have kept me awake. One night, staying awake all night, and it's not so bad. You know, but two or three, and your body begins to feel like a temple. The kind of temple that Indiana Jones used to like to explore. (laughs) A temple that is haunted, broken, and full of spider webs. So I did what uh, most of you would do. I avoided going to the doctor by checking with Amazon. I found some pills called Max Strength Neuropathy featuring Alpha Acid. I even liked saying Alpha Acid, so I got a bottle. Let you know how it works out. If it doesn't work out, then I die. I I even found some giggles in that. Rodney Dangerfield's gravestone says, There goes the neighborhood. (laughs) Mel Blanks says, That's all, folks. Merv Griffin's gravestone says, I will not be back after this message. A dentist by the name of John Denvey's gravestone says, I'm filling my last cavity. Some guy by the name of John Yeast's gravestone says, Pardon me for not rising. All good fizzle fixers. There's a place for fizzle fixers in your life. When a clerk says, Have a nice day, and he means, I'm finished with you next, I usually say, Well, have a nice day, thank you, but I have other plans. Somebody says, How are you? My reply usually goes something like, well, I'm about a 7.5 out of 10. How are you? See, the how about you gets the person to actually think. And it's sometimes actually you get a good conversation started. Lots of times I get a really good conversation started with my moose hunter joke.
Fix the Tales, a bunch of interesting but mostly unimportant stuff to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's fizzling your real life out the other ear. And at least for a few minutes, you can grab a grin, which is a way to win. I've often wondered why people say God bless you when you sneeze, but they don't say that when you cough. Turns out that long ago, people thought that when you sneeze, you're propelling your soul out of you. So saying God bless you would incline God to put it back. Sister Mary Knucklebuster, a long time ago, was always talking about your soul, but she never said what your soul looks like. So I always pictured my soul as looking like a shiny, bright donut. What does your soul look like to you, huh? If the answer is a boycott, what's the question? If the answer is a boycott, what's the question? You don't know, do you? Of course not, because I haven't told you yet. I'll tell you in a minute. If the answer is a boycott, what is the question? The United States produces more sacks of grain than any other country in the world, so I guess you could say that we are good in the sack, huh? <laughs> don't tell that to Sister Mary Knucklebuster. The bottom line on a standard I chart is spelled P-E-Z-O-L-C-F-T-D. P-E-Z-O-L-C-F-T-D. My lady Wonderwench claims that before she met me, she dated a Polish guy who spelled his name like that, but he said it's Smith. <laughs> the technical name for your thumb is a Pollex. P-O-L-L-E-X. I think they had to change the name to Thumb because... Uh, None of the forces for good in the community would go around letting a little kid suck on his pollocks. You know, that'd be terrible. Words are interesting. The word, huh, means the same thing in every language. It means, I don't understand, you know, huh? <laughs> the word, yeah, in every language, I would think means, I've got to go to the bathroom, get out of my way, yeah. Did you know that ants cannot chew their food? Maybe that's why they like going to your picnics to chew your food. The average American spends five years of his life, five years of his life eating. Some of us look like we spend longer than that eating, and then we go back for dessert, too. There are 5.4 million turkeys in the United States. 5.4 million turkeys in the United States. And that's not counting the members of Congress. A recent Gallup poll found that 81% of Americans say, how can you say that passing gas, no, the word is farting, okay? Passing gas is their most frequent stomach problem. Big Louie says farting is one way to keep people from talking about you behind your back, and is right, of course. Dr. Gary Grudzinski says women who are multi-orgasmic in their 20s usually remain multi-orgasmic for the rest of their lives. I gotta wonder, how did he know that? All right, if the answer is a boycott, the question is, what's a good place to keep a male baby overnight? A boycott. That is not dumb. Dumb is thinking a woman is out of your league because she bowls on a different night from you. Dumb is thinking the last words in the star-spangled banner are, gentlemen, start your engines. Guys, dumb is arguing with a woman. Because if you win, things get worse. Dicks to tails. They take your mind off your mind.
little housekeeping here. If you like these podcasts or my spoken word story CDs at DickSummer.com or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot from Amazon.com, would you please tell a couple of friends? Because if you like them, more than likely your friends will like them too. And of course, you'd be doing me a favor. So thank you very much. I like fixing folks' fizzles, especially you lady folk. I think there's a lot of fizzling going on with women right now. This morning, I was in a supermarket, and up by the cashier was a collection of magazines. The most famous woman's magazine had a headline that says, Why are today's men so afraid of women? Now, the headline in the magazine right next to it said, The bad boys are back, and they're macho men, bad and beautiful in bed. And then today's newspaper has a big headline. It says, Women have had enough. According to the Me Too movement, sexual harassment suits are expected to double next year. The general feeling seems to be that men are animals. And you know what? In part, we are. Now, think about this for a minute. Computers can outthink us, and robots are stronger than we are, but computers and robots can't create a symphony or a Beatles song. Computers can't paint a misty morning like Monet. And computers and robots can't really love you, no matter what the new smart doll manufacturers claim. So maybe the animal part of us is now somehow the most human part of us, especially when the face slips under the covers of your mind and kisses you so hard that you can't think about anything else. And you shouldn't try, because that's a memory to treasure. I was a beach lifeguard when I was a kid, and I remember watching the girls walk down the beach tugging at their bathing suit bottoms. Made the animal inside me give kind of a quiet growl. And for some reason, I have the same reaction when a lady paints her toenails red. And I like watching a skinny woman with really small breasts, who wears clingy T-shirts and a tight-fitting dress. I like that because she obviously feels sexy and proud of her body, just the way it is. I watched a lady once, a lot of years ago, get out of her car, legs first. Then she leaned back to pull her purse out of the passenger seat, and she was wearing a skirt. And I like ladies' legs. And last night... I saw that same lady step out of her shower. Her hair was just kind of hanging down, and today I can't get the warm, clean smell of her skin out of my mind, and I don't want to. There's a story about something human going on like that called the Reverend Father Flowers. You've never been able to look him in the eyes for more than an instant. You've always been afraid that you'll get pulled right in there somehow, all the way down deep inside his mind, and never be able to find your way out again. This is no ordinary man. He is intense, sensitive, loving, and totally dedicated to his work. You are happily married. You love your husband and all three of your kids. 
But his voice reaches down so far inside you that you feel like he has fondled and caressed you like no man has ever done before. As a matter of fact, he did. He was your first lover. He was in high school, in the back seat of his old car. It was the first time for both of you. Most of your friends look back on losing their virginity with a laugh at best. But not you. It was tender, loving, and wonderful. Because he made it that way for you. He gave you the most extraordinary nickname. He called you Flowers. He said he loved the naked smell of you. He said it reminded him of late summer flowers. That must have been ten years ago. He joined the army, and you tried to forget him. You married the first nice guy who asked you and settled down and started your family. He was shipped over to the Middle East, and he learned to deal with killing. So it was quite a shock when he suddenly reappeared in your life, looking down at you from the pulpit in church. You weren't quite sure that he saw you at first. He was a little nervous, giving his first sermon and his new assignment at your parish. Then he looked you right in the eye and smiled. The years haven't changed him much. He's a little huskier, but he's still almost young man handsome. He met you at the door after Mass. You told him how surprised you were. You told him about your husband and your kids. Then you invited him to dinner, and he accepted You talked about all the laughs you had as high school kids, and the hopes and all the memories. Well, all of the memories except one. Even after all of these years, you still can't look into his eyes for more than just an instant. And why did he have to bring you flowers? she baby talked to her new little puppy or did he get to see her laugh till she cried and cry till she laughed again I don't know what happened to them story is called The Reverend Father Flowers. It's from my Night Connection Spoken Word Story CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you'd like a free, no-strings-attached download, just send your email address to dicksummer at comcast.net. That's my email address, dicksummer at comcast.net. What's yours? Gloria Steinem once said, A woman without a man is like a fish without a bicycle. (laughs) Okay. But before you stand up and do the wave, ladies, let me hit you with this. 
Without men, there would be no princes and no villains and no one to lift ballerinas into the air. Whoops, looks like I don't have time for my moose hunter story. Maybe we'll do that next time. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.